40 points, a 40-piece chicken nugget. The Jets demolished the Dolphins 40-17 to on Sunday at MetLife Stadium, their first division win in years. The losing streak is finally over. And in fact, the Jets are on a two-game win streak. And they are now over 500 at three and two. Can you believe it? We'll react to the big Jets win on Sunday. Break it all down. Jake Brown, Brian Costello. It's all coming up on a happy victory Monday edition of Gangs All Here from the New York Post. And this episode of Gangs All Here is presented by Tri-State Cadillac Dealers. Be iconic. Visit your Cadillac showroom today get ready for the greatest roast of all time the roast of tom brady a netflix live event happening may 5th hosted by kevin hart the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game tune in on may 5th at 5 p.m pacific time for the roast of tom brady live only on netflix And there he goes with a wobbly pass. It's picked off. And that's the first interception by Gardner. Good block right there by Brown. Here comes Wilson to the end zone. Touchdown, Jets. Good block by Gesicki, but they get rough right hand. And that's the ball picked up by Quinton Williams. The big man to the five. It was 1917 with the Jets holding on to a two-point lead after three. Then the Jets scored 21 unanswered points in the fourth quarter. Welcome back to Gangs All Here, our New York Jets podcast on the New York Post. You know what it is. A happy victory Monday edition of the show. Jake Brown and Brian Costello, those highlights you heard, courtesy of CBS. The transformation from depression into happiness is very hard for me right now. I'm still consoling my Mets season being over. I still can't believe it, but uh, it might take me another 24 hours. I think the next episode I'll be in better spirits looking at the three and two second place New York Jets with a 40 point showing against a Miami Dolphin team that looked good coming in. And I know we'll discuss it. I know you're going to say it. Yes. Let's acknowledge it. They beat a quarterback no one's ever heard of who's got the name of like a, a star actor and Skylar Thompson, who was a seventh round pick who we never thought we were going to see. And he played 58 minutes of this football game. I mean, this, this game immediately seemed over for the Dolphins because the Jets still put up 40 points. Their defense still said, you know what? We're not going to let a third stringer beat us. We're going to dominate. And the offense did their thing. And Brees Hall did his thing yet again with a monster performance. Zach Wilson, as we always say about him, play mistake-free, keep the team, manage the game, keep the team in the football game. He did just that. And despite, you know, the quarterback you went up against, you got to beat who's on your schedule. You got to beat who's, who they're going to put in front of you. They put Skylar Thompson in front of them. The Jets had an answer and 40 points. Say what you want about this team. You said this team would win four games, 30 at three. This is a little bit shocking, and they look ahead of schedule, guys. They do. Yeah, Jake, uh, I definitely think they're going to win more than four games now. Right? If, they, if they win four games, then something went drastically wrong. But, yeah, of course, look, they, they, there were things that were set up for the Jets yesterday. They, the Teddy Bridgewater gets knocked out on the first play. Obviously, he's they're already down a quarterback with two out. 
uh, their left tackle left the game. They're missing their right tackle. They're missing their top two cornerbacks. That being said, it's the NFL. You don't apologize for wins. This stuff happens every week. Every team has injuries. There's always people missing. You know, the Jets obviously are, they're shuffling on the offensive line right now. They, they don't have all their, their weapons on the offensive line. So, you know, you don't apologize for it. You take it. And it was impressive. And I thought, Jake, I don't know about what you were thinking, but when it was 1917 and they don't convert on fourth and one, for whatever reason, they call a ridiculous shotgun pass. Terrible on play one. call. Oh. Terrible play call. You know, I turned to Serby and I said, this could be a really bad loss, right? Because it, it was, it felt like it was teetering there. Like it, this, this could, this could, we've seen it go the other way plenty of times. And we've seen Matt Moore beat the Jets with the Dolphins, right? The backup quarterback. We've, we've seen this, this, this show before. We've seen them lose to, uh, I, can't, I can't remember the guy's name from Houston years ago, Jake, that beat them, the Texans. He came in in 2015, and he had no business beating them, and he did. Josh, look that up so we could get back to that. Yeah, I looked at that. 2015, uh, Jets-Texans, it was like November. So we've seen them lose to backup quarterbacks they shouldn't lose to before it happens. So they took care of business, and they did something very un-Jets-like. They took off in the fourth quarter and stepped on their throats. I, I really, hard for me to remember the last time I saw them do that, where they really kicked into another gear in the fourth quarter, Jake. And I mean, honestly, if you're in Miami right now, TJ Yates, yes, Josh, TJ Yates. Yep. He beat them in, in 2015. But you look at these last two weeks and the way they played in the fourth quarter has been been pretty impressive. And it's it's just not something I've seen in a while where, where they've been able to do that and find another gear in the fourth quarter when they need to. And it's encouraging considering like when you look at the stats, like Zach only threw it 21 times, first off. Second off, they only had one receiver with more than 38 yards, and that was Brees Hall, who had yeah. two one catches. For 70, for, one for 79. <laughs> yeah, and one for 79. I mean, one for 79, one for 21, two cats for 100. It's not like the box where you're like, wow, they really lit them up with those 40 points. So if they could score 40 and do what they did with the numbers looking like that, like Corey Davis, two for 38. Garrett Wilson, three for 27. He had one that was a feisty catch and run. CJ, he's here. CJ, two for 12. Finally, he's got two catches. <laughs> I mean, he did a great job blocking. We got to give him that. He was a good blocker. Yeah. Carter, two for 12. Jeff Smith got involved, one for 11. Elijah Moore, one for 11. This was a ground and pound and defensive old school gritty performance. 33 for 135 from the Jets run game, Cause. And Zach Wilson involved in that while he only had four carries for two yards. One of his runs was the five-yard touchdown where he got leveled, lost the ball, but got over the plane. Zach running. I, I said I want it. Just be careful that you don't, you know, your season's not over. That looked like a rough hit. But this was an old-school football win, Kaz. Yeah, and I think that was by design, Jake. I don't think this is the way the Jets want to play every single week. I don't think this is going to be the way they want to play in Green Bay this week. But clearly they sensed something. They came into the game. They used a lot more two tight ends. You know, you mentioned Uzama. He got a lot more playing time. And as a blocker, they used Brees Hall and Michael Carter in the backfield together a lot, which that created that that explosive pass. They were, they were in there together. And I think, you know, they set that up last week where they were in there together a lot. And they were they did a lot of runs. And this week they, they did a pass off of it. So clearly the, that was the game plan going in was uh, a little ground and pound action, Jake. And uh, it worked against the Dolphins. I, like I said, I don't know. I don't think this is the 2009 Jets, right? I don't think the rushing attack is Thomas Jones and that offensive line, which was just incredible. So, I, and, and that defense was the number one defense in football. I don't know if they can win like that every week, but they showed they can win like this, 
yesterday. And, you know, I'm sure they're going to break it out again this season for other games when, when they feel like they can take advantage of it. We got to just say it every week. Brees Hall special. And that the, the yeah. one, the 79 yard catch, like it was almost like the Greg Jennings. You've probably seen it. The Madden where he's like, put the team on my back, though. And he's got guys on his back and he's carrying them with them. That was out of a video game. I mean, guys were literally hanging on him. And he's like, get off of me to the point yeah. where, you know, he almost fumbled at the one yard line, but he was fighting to like, he wanted that. You saw how hungry he was for the end zone. That was a man's play. I haven't seen something like that from a Jets running back in a while. Yeah, and look, Jake, when everyone loves the draft, right? Every year, it's uh, the draft is great. No one, no one ever screws up the draft the day after the draft, right? The the analogy I heard, I think it was John Schneider from Seattle. At one time, it's like a surgeon. No surgeon ever walks out of the operating room and goes, "Man, I really screwed that up." They all think they did the job. So GMs always think they nailed the draft. And honestly, Jets fans are always excited about the draft. In hindsight, they're not always excited about the draft. But this one, they they nailed it. They nailed it. And it, the hype was real. And Sauce, incredible game. I mean, he sets the tone on the first play of, of the Dolphins offense. He drills Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, you know, you don't want to see him get knocked out of the game, but he causes a safety. Great call by Ulrich to, to come with the blitz there. They clearly saw something that made them want to do that. Uh, and then Sauce has the interception later. Brees Hall does everything. Lo- looks great in this game. You know, quiet game for Garrett Wilson, but we've seen him, you know, we saw him in Cleveland have a big game. So you, you know the potential there. Jermaine Johnson got injured in this game, but I thought he's been playing well and maybe not has not been getting as much attention as the other guys. So they there's four guys there that like legitimately you can see being like cornerstones of this team for a long time. And you probably have to go back to 2000 to say a Jets draft where you felt that way, where there was four guys, you know, usually you hope for three and you hope for two or three. They got four that I think are going to be here for a while. Cause you know, our hope was to flush the Kyle Wilson's down the toilet, to flush <laughs> the Steven stone hands Hill down your local toilet and reflush and regroup with guys like sauce. Who, like you said, that, that sack in the end zone. I mean, I'm sorry to Teddy and you hope he's okay, but that was incredible in the end zone too. you know, forcing the grounding suspect call. Maybe Smythe was in the area, but he wasn't turned around. He was within three, four yards. So I think the refs probably got that right cause, but you know, sauce, I mean, showing he can do it all, not just be a cornerback, you know, going up against Tyree kill is not easy. And to do that and then show that he could, you know, just pressure and sack a quarterback too. this kid does it all. And, you know, him, him on the defense, Brees on the offense is uh, every layer. Like you said, you talk about building in the draft, each piece of this team, you're seeing one young guy make a big impact. And it's, it's, you know, making you drool about the, what the future of this team could hold. Cause they're three and two in a year that you said four wins. A lot of people said four or five, maybe six wins. You know, we won't go too far down the schedule because we don't want yeah, to be go land, but you got to look at it, guys. Well, here's the cautionary tale, though, Jake. All right. Here, here comes all, here. Here, 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 comes. Comes, here comes the the dose of reality for you. Maybe they'll be different. But 2017 is the last time the Jets started three and two. They finished five and 11. 2018, the team was three and three. They finished four and 12. So I'm actually working on my my rewind article that that appears on nypost.com on Monday afternoons. And I said, like, after that first game, remember what they were all saying? We're not the same old Jets. This is, team is different. This team is different. They look different. They they've looked different. They have more talent. They've they're closing. They're coming. They have two amazing comeback wins. They closed it out in the fourth quarter yesterday. 
the next step to proving they're different, and this isn't the same old Jets, is to not let this fall apart. I'm not saying they have to go, you know, they have to win 12 or 13 games. But now you start thinking about, you know, eight, nine, dream of 10, maybe. Like, right? So you start thinking about because, you know, we can't, we can't move the goalposts here. We all said coming into the season, these first nine weeks were brutal. And then after that, there's winnable games on the schedule, right? Detroit, Chicago, Seattle, Jacksonville. Those are all teams that we expected the Jets to be in the same weight class as. You know, they're, they've beaten some teams we didn't expect from the beat. So now go take care of business against those teams. And, you know, maybe they have another surprise in them. You know, I think if they get to four wins before the bye, which is just one more win, in these these weeks, like all right, now you now you can legitimately start dreaming about the playoffs. Three and two, Green Bay next. Green Bay coming off a loss to you know me and you playing receiver for the Giants. They're so, gonna be they're gonna be angry though, Jake, and they don't. Yeah, they don't usually lose at Lambeau. Yeah, the Denver game is the one I look at. Like you win that, you find a way to win that. Say you lose next week, you're three and three. You win Denver four and three. Live podcast, I'll be doing House of Q American Dream Jets Patriots. Rare do you go into a Jets Patriots game thinking the Jets, you know, could be favorites or close to it. That could be the one. So if you could win one of these next two, I mean, MetLife will be rocking on Halloween weekend. It's going to be, I, I thought the Mets would be in the World Series that day, but unfortunately that's not oh, the case. Uh, one hit, Jake, one hit. Don't rely on me. Don't cheating my stronghold. He cheated. He's a cheater. They couldn't even pack oh, the 9,000. 3,000 wow. empty seats in a do-or-die game at City Field. Yeah, what, what happened there? What happened there? Where were the Mets My fans? tickets. I don't know. They outpriced people, I guess. Or I got an email, Jake. I got an email because I've been known to buy Mets tickets before, so they have my email address. <sighs> and they sent me an email like yesterday morning, I think it was. It was like, tickets available for tonight. It's and I'm like, holy cow. What because is they this? started like, them begging. so high, and then they started lowering them when they realized they weren't going to sell know. out. And then even whenever they lowered them to, I think it went down. The cheapest was like 95 day of it's still outpriced. I mean, I get it. You got work the next day, but that was shameful that there was there were 4,000 more people for Keith Hernandez day and old timers day than there were for a do or die playoff game. I mean, maybe they were all at the Jets game. The Jets had a good crowd yesterday, Jake. It was, was it? I'll say this. Of course, the one day I didn't go, I, I should stay away now. That's my. I've done that drive. I don't know how many times. Right. I don't know how many home games I've covered. I usually fly into the parking lot because I, I leave my house at 10 a.m. Right. To get there early. I usually fly in that parking lot. My joke that the Jets don't like is I, I it's usually all gas, no break into the parking lot because there's nobody there. Right. Yesterday, I was sitting in a dead stop on Route 3. It took me at least like an hour to get from Route 3 into the parking lot. There were so many people there. It was crowded. It was a good crowd. And they were there was a lot of Dolphins fans. But they got overwhelmed. They were the Jets fans were loud. It, like the fourth quarter was raucous. Like it, it was they they started singing you know, Seven Nation Army. They started doing that, but without without even the music. They started doing that on their own, and then and then they played the music, which I thought was cool. So it was uh yeah, it was a good crowd. So maybe that's where all the Mets fans were, Jake. Maybe they said, "Hey, I got to go to Jets Dolphins." Uh, I guess I, I got to stay away. Apparently, the Jets play their best football when I'm not in the building. Uh, I would like to be singing along the Seven Nation Army. That's always a cool experience. Wow, three and two Jets fans. And listen, we things we didn't address. One two game win streak. You have the stats. What is it? 2020. What is it? 2020 was the last two game win streak. But it was they, the meaningless they, games in December. They I beat think the Rams. 20... Well, they beat the Rams and the Browns. There was no meaningless games, Jake. They hadn't won a game out there. So they... 
Yeah, that's where the, last- the happy victory Monday positive cause came from when the when the Jets won games that didn't matter. And now they're winning games that matter. And then, so the last time they won three in a row, Jake, is 2019 when they beat the Giants, the team formerly known as the Redskins, and the Raiders. They won those three in November of 2019. So yeah, so they got a chance to 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 win three in a row here. And not only that, they finally did it. When you could tell me this stat too, they beat a team in their division. When was the last time that happened? Last time was the last game in 2019 when they won in Buffalo, when Buffalo really didn't play their uh, their starters very long. And they, they won that game. So it's been a while. 19. So that's 2020. You get six games a year, divisions of six. Yeah, it's 12, 12, in, 12 in a row. And Jake, you didn't even know what Zoom was the last time the Jets won a game in the AFC East. Pre, yeah, this was uh, pre-COVID. Yeah, that's pre-COVID. right. We didn't even I, know. We didn't know I what rarely use Zoom. Was. I, don't, I wasn't a big Zoom guy ever until COVID. So nobody wow. was, were they? I mean, the Zoom guys were the ones who benefited they benefited from COVID more than anyone, I think. The last time the Jets won the division, we were talking about chicken pox. Now we're talking about monkey pox. What's <laughs> the next animal you talk to when the Jets winning the division and you know you got to beat the Patriots you know your hope is that you beat the Patriots twice maybe maybe you sneak all right now you're getting bill. greedy now you're getting greedy Jake, <laughs> I know right? this is my worry because it's like Game part of me is like they beat Skylar Thompson like yeah yeah I, I, I mean but, it's it's but fair they're showing at- the signs to be something different which is what there I there are signs it's it is though fair Skylar Thompson, Kenny Pickett, Mitch Trubisky, Jacoby Brissett, right? Those are the quarterbacks that they've gotten wins over. Now, I don't think they've they've won those games just because they played those quarterbacks. I think they've done other things really well. They've come up with plays when they needed to. So I'm not knocking them on that, but it is fair. They do need one over a well, how do how do you want to put it, Jake? Over a known quantity starting quarterback. Do you want to do you want to say that? You like know? uh Kirk Cousins is on the schedule. Maybe you, you Russell, beat him. Wilson? Russell, Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson. Yeah. That game you gotta compete and have a chance to win with how they how bad they've looked. Yeah. Um, but you know, someone like Anita Marks is getting just ratioed by Jets fans. I don't know if you saw her tweet. From ESPN Radio, she said that the Jets are going to start off 0-9, and, and uh, someone said care to provide a follow-up. And she said Jets just played versus a third-string QB. Oh, Seriously? Boy. LMFAO. No, 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 80 no, no. quote tweets, zero retweets. That's what they call getting ratio. That makes That's what the kids flat- call it, huh? Your Joe yeah. Flat tweet not getting ratio. What do you think of her take on that? Bad, bad. Like, look, like you said, I picked them to win four games. I w- I'm clearly going to be wrong. They are going to win more than four games. They have won games that I didn't see coming, and they've won them. The 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 Cleveland game. I don't know if we'll ever see another win like that. Right? That was a, a miracle of miracles. But they won the game. They did it. They pulled it off. You can't you can't take it away from them. And the Steelers game was a good NFL win. A good comeback down by 10, coming back and win the game Sunday. That that all across the league, people are playing backups at, at different positions and playing backup quarterbacks. You gotta you gotta take care of who's on the schedule. And the Jets have shown something here. Now, like I said, the next step, there's a next step to it, right? This is I feel like this is the first step, and it's the Jets have kind of pulled out of the 2020, 2021 Jets. I think they've clearly shown their, they've taken a step from that. Now it's, can you take a step from what I remember of the 17 and 18 Jets where they were three and two or three and three in October, there was optimism. There was, oh my gosh, if we win this game, like what you're doing right now, we win this game, this game, this game, maybe we make the playoffs and they fell on their faces are those teams. This team can't do that. This team has to find a way 
you know, I think you, you get to what? Well, what, what's a success, Jake? Eight wins? Uh, yeah, eight wins is a great is a great year. I think great starting year. three and two with the schedule. I mean, think if the Jets had a similar schedule to the Giants, we'd be talking about the Jets being a maybe a ten win team. I mean, the Giants have a, a cakewalk, it seems, but Jets schedule that has that tough part. But like you said, that month of December, you want to be in the graphic entering December. Well, those last four games, Lions, Jaguars, Seahawks, although, you know, Geno Smith is looking like <laughs> not the guy that we know. I mean, who, who oh, replaced yeah, Geno I, Smith? I wonder how he'll feel against playing against the Jets. Yeah, that's in Seattle, too. That's going to be interesting. And then Miami, who who knows by then who their quarterback is going to be. December is going to be interesting if they keep playing the way Well, let's they hope, are. Jake. That's, that's amazing. So here you go, Jake. Here's here's what puts this in perspective. And, like, Anita or anyone else who says wants to say, like, they're 3-2. and two. Right now, we're not looking at Tankathon, Jake. You know what I looked at this morning? The playoffs. The, the playoff seeds. <laughs> oh, the playoffs. Right now, if the playoffs, playoffs. started tomorrow – if the playoffs started tomorrow, Jake, like the National League Division Series starts tomorrow. Oh, that was a cheap shot. Oh, that was bad. Uh, yes, that if the playoffs match. started tomorrow, the Jets would be the five seed. Let's go! <laughs> Holy cow, I didn't even think yeah. about that, actually. Yeah, wow. they'd be playing a game, I think it's at Baltimore, I think they'd be. Stop so. the vote, stop the count. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so whatever you want to, you know, whatever you want to say, you are what your record says you are. Right, because there's there's plenty of times. Yes, at Baltimore would be. There's plenty of times, Jake, where it goes the other way, and the Jets have lost inex- inexplicably. So don't take it away from them. They're three and two. The Jets are going to the playoffs through five <laughs> weeks. How about that? The five seed. They're getting close to having a home game in the playoffs. MetLife, sell you. Uh, the one team we have not talked about is Buffalo, Jake. Yeah. <laughs> what well, we've been talking about. Oh, maybe they could win this game. Maybe they could win this game. They like, just destroy the Steelers. Just made oh, my break. God. Oh, yeah. God. So, yeah. That, hey, that, they have the Chiefs and Packers. They lose both of those. And then Jets Bills, <laughs> November 6th, could be the battle for first place. Who knows? It, I, I go to that. That's a battle for first place. I'm coming back, which means the lose. Um, wow. Yeah, this is very... Interesting to even discuss these scenarios. So Anita Marks, Brian Costello, I had to quote tweet to you. You are 80 quote tweets, zero retweets. That is tr- a true ratio. Good job by Jets fans there on Twitter. But we also got to talk about the offensive line. We didn't mention them. What do you think of this, you know, kind of patchwork together offensive line? I think they did great job. Open up polls for Brees and Michael. Yeah, they played very well. You know, I, the running game obviously was, was clicking and, you know, I think it's interesting. Elijah Vera Tucker playing his third position in three weeks is interesting. They love Nate Herbig, Jake. He's a guy that no one's really talking about, but that's a key piece of this whole thing is they feel like they're better with him on the field, with him and Vera Tucker, right? Instead of going Vera Tucker and Connor McDermott on the field together. So they love Herbig. They feel like he brings a nastiness to the line, a toughness. So I think that's a big part of this decision of moving Vera Tucker around a tackle. And, and it's working right now. I thought I thought they played very well yesterday. Keep running 30 times. And Kaz, Quan Alexander is looking like the looks okay. like the training camp pickup of the decade. He's been yeah. unbelievable. I love him. He brings an energy and like his hits obviously just pick everyone up. They get everyone excited. So yeah, he's done a nice job. He's playing more now with Quincy Williams out. I'm not sure when Quincy will be back, but he's been playing a lot more. Yeah, nice pickup. And then so then Herbert, who I just mentioned, they picked him up in May. They claimed him off waivers from the Eagles in May. And so they yeah, they've had some nice, nice moves. And we'll see if Dwayne Brown. Dwayne Brown now is back in. I thought I didn't notice him yesterday, which is the best thing I can say in terms of giving up any pressures or anything. So 
you know, if he, if he works out, those are some nice late additions to the roster that like beyond the first couple waves of, tra- of free agency or, or the draft. Jets Packers at Lambeau Field next week. Hopefully uh, some Jets fans travel for that one. Uh, more Jets fans will travel than Mets fans showing up to a do or die elimination game. It's a well, well, Sunday night. The Jets uh, Mets fans don't have anything else to do on Sunday, right? God. Yeah. I, I won't watch a playoff game. I, I, what? I don't care. come uh, on. I will not watch any. I might go to the Yankees game Tuesday because someone invited me. I might go. Padres are enemy number one. The Padres are like the Patriots now. Like they're enemy. Wow. You know, if, if Musgrove could hit. No, well, Braves are always number one. But the Padres are now. You I hate just the said they're number one. Well, for for now, it's always the Braves. But for now, the Padres have entered my enemy territory. All right, well, let's close out with this, Kaz. Who gets your – you got one game ball to give from 40-17 win. Who gets it? Is it Brees oh, Hall? Brees Hall, yeah, easy. Yeah. yeah, Brees Hall. I mean, that was a really, really remarkable performance, 197 yards. You know, it's been a while. Isaiah Crowell is the last time somebody had that many yards for the Jets. been a while, and I don't think a rookie's ever had that many yards. So – that was a, a impressive performance. And he just, he's just a pro, Jay. Like that's, that's kind of the most impressive thing about these guys. They're just professionals. Um, and you don't always see that from rookies. And, and he's, he's a pro's pro already. Yeah, Sal said we draft him because we need a home run hitter. He had a couple of home runs today. Uh, what did you notice in the locker room after the game? I, I was planning going in the Mets locker room for a champagne shower. So I was getting my shades ready and, and changing clothes. I wanted to be part of a celebration. Did you notice the jubilation coming from the locker room yesterday? No, is it honestly, Jake, the way it works, we, we go to a press conference room with Sala, right? So it's by with Sala, they actually brought Sala in Zach and Ambrice into the press conference room. So by, by the time I got into the locker room, there weren't a ton of guys left and it had been a while, but you know, you could tell there, there are, it's a happy locker room. It's a much happier locker room. I've been in plenty of locker rooms that were miserable and this is a happy locker room and guys were excited. You know, I think it's, a, I think they have a good group. I think they have a good locker room. I think they have a good group of guys. And it was a good coach game by Ulbrich, considering something we didn't address what happened with him, you know, calling out Quentin Williams, essentially. Was there any blow over with that? Calling out's a little strong. He was making a point about the rotation. He praised Quinton as the greatest player ever and all this stuff. And then he, he was just saying, you know, they don't want to be in a situation where they look over and Quinton's gasping for air. And it got kind of blown out of proportion. Completely. Well, it got ugly because Quinton retweeted an old tweet. Like, compl- Quinton, I don't know if you saw well, that. Quinton, well, here's what happened. SNY, SNY tweeted SNY videos, which is a good account, right? That, that tweets a lot of stuff. They tweeted the whole video of Ulbrich's answer. But for whatever reason, the readout on the tweet, they only pulled the part of like, I look for Quinn and he's gasping for air. It really, they really took it out of context. I believe Quinn saw that tweet and that's what Quinn, I think Quinn got upset about that. I understand from what my understanding is there were a lot of people who were very upset when they saw that tweet. And then when they saw the greater ant, they saw the whole answer and they kind of said, oh, okay. And they worked Well, that tweet got deleted. Yeah, I know. It did get deleted. deleted. Yes, it did get deleted. And I don't think that was an accident. So I think the Jets were upset with the tweet and they have a partnership with SNY, obviously. So, but yeah, it's whoever runs their social media account made a mistake. I think he just, they just put, they just put it, they didn't put the whole, it's tough. Twitter, Twitter lacks context, right? It's hard to make a full point on Twitter. And that's part of the danger of Twitter. And we have a partnership with SNY, so we will not say anything bad either here at the New York Post. That was a big story last week. Well, that's a negative story. It's all been positive. 40-17 Jets win. And, of course, this episode was presented by your Tri-State Cadillac dealers. Visit your Cadillac showroom today. 
When do and, I get my Cadillac, Jake? Uh, I'm still waiting for mine. <laughs> I'll take an Escalade. I've always wanted an Escalade, but then I think about trying to parallel park an Escalade in the streets of New York, and uh, that's part of why I don't have a car. I, I hate, would hate parallel parking. The Jets and the Packers, we'll preview that game. The 3-2 and two Jets, Packers, we'll preview that on Thursday. We'll close out this episode of Gangs All Here. Wait, we got to get one more three words from Kaz. Close the show. Oh, a happy victory Monday, Jake. Happy Let's victory Monday. Go. That has Although, is, life it, in it. is it victory Monday? Like when no, the Mets the Mets depression. lose a crushing six-nothing debacle where they have one hit and they blew a hundred and one win season. So can it be a happy victory Monday, Jake? Or is it like no. Are you like a split personality today? I'm split personality. I'm like bipolar today. I just, uh, I don't know what to do. And I still haven't eaten breakfast, which makes it even worse. Wow. uh, This is just a terrible morning, terrible night, terrible morning. We're in morning. You know what Musgrove reminded me of, Jake? It was Jeff Supon, right? Jeff Supon. What a blast from the past. Game seven in the Cardinals, right? Uh, Pitched like this guy. It's like, you know, you expect that when he's like Clayton Kershaw or whatever, but uh, a guy who's, had a good career, but isn't isn't a Hall of Famer or anything that does that to you. Holy cow. Man, he's a cheater. What a cheater. Oh, here we go. The loser's <laughs> lament. Oh, we'll close out this episode. This happy victory Monday slash kind of depressed Monday of Gangs All Here next. We said 60 minutes. Yeah. One by one, we're going to knock them down. Because that was 60 minutes, especially when that fourth quarter turned up. That was awesome. Yeah. Absolutely awesome. Now, I'd love to go party and do all this. You guys make it normal. Yep. It is absolutely normal. Yep. Things are changing around here. Give me the men that put on those uniforms. It's normal. This is first of many. Guys, uh, we'll, I'll see y'all tomorrow. Hey, hell of a win today, man. Division win. Remember, none of matter unless we put in that work, man. Y'all, y'all put in the work this week. We went out there to have fun. I feel like nobody cared about the scoreboard. Every week, that's got to be our mentality. Every week. Y'all make this team, bro. Mm-hmm. What matters is the man that put on the uniform, mm-hmm. the man that come to work every day, yeah. and the man that f-ing believe that we're going to do something every time we step out on the field. So every time, so every time we step on that know we got Let's each know. other back, and that's all we have. Family on three, one, two, three. Ah, it feels good to react to another Jets win two in a row. I can get used to this. I can get used to Happy Victory Monday. Hearing it from Kaz in a non-sarcastic way. I have gone delirious from the Mets today. That says adios to episode 113 of Gangsell here, a Jets podcast from the New York Post. Thanks to Andrew Hartz and the intern, Josh Crawford, for helping me produce the show. You catch up on all episodes of Gangs All Here. Give us a five-star rating. Write a nice review on Apple Podcasts. Get us an Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get podcasts. We appreciate it. Follow me on Twitter at Jake Brown Radio and follow Cos at Brian Cos. For Brian Castell, I'm Jake Brown. We return on Thursday to preview the Jets matchup at Lambeau Green Bay against the Packers. Can the Jets do the inevitable and win three in a row? We'll preview that game on Thursday's episode. Until then, thanks for listening to Gangs All Here. And it's a happy victory Monday, so we got to close the show with J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. Let's go. Oh, a happy victory Monday, Jake.